Wallabies are fired up. The British and Irish Lions are ready. It's now time to form the Ruck. The special British and Irish Lions Tour Edition. The Ruck. Yes, good morning and welcome indeed. It is a special two-hour version of The Ruck over the next few weeks as we welcome the Lions to these shores. They're almost here. It's almost happening. So excited are we, uh, Timmy Horan and Matthew Burke, Tony Squires, is that... Berkey, I noticed that you've come prepared for a two-hour stint. What have you got in a little bag of goodies over there? Oh, well, I went downstairs and, and I mean, because I'm a team player. I know Tony, you are. I, I understand. And uh, I, I bought some crumpets, mm-hmm. some muffins, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought we wow. might have a, uh, a coffee on the way through. I'll make that it is- all. You're going to go out and cook crumpets. Cook crumpets. Yeah. I'll find a little break. We'll, we'll, we'll get a long song happening, maybe yeah. Stairway to Heaven or something, just to make sure it's okay. That's brilliant. I see that, Timmy, what did you bring for your two-hour shift sitting <laughs> in Brisbane <laughs> there by yourself? Yeah, two hours for me. I've got my Carmen's muesli bar. That's all I've got for the last <laughs> two hours. <laughs> I have to admit that I already did go downstairs and, and get myself a, a bacon and egg roll, Berkey. Yeah. I didn't get you one. That's all right. But the, the question I asked you, both of you, is I'm not sure I should have eaten it. Uh, as the gentleman was preparing the bacon egg roll. He <laughs> took it out of the little, you know, the heater, the toaster thing, and I could just see that it's quite a, I don't know, a gap between, a barrier between us. I could see the top of his head, and I could hear the rustling of the paper as he was falling, and I heard, Achoo! and his head bobbed forward towards my uh, breakfast, uh, and then I heard the continuing with the, of the wrapping the of the paper, and I thought, should I eat it? I think you can ask for another one, can't you? I ate it. I ate it. So over, <laughs> yeah. over the next two hours, any you know, if I start to develop any coughs and a hacking a cough, I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, we will, of course, get to some great rugby. We're going to speak with Robbie Deans <laughs> a little later on. It's all about the Lions, uh, and we'll give you some results from that as well. Uh, the Reds, obviously, Timmy, uh, what did you make of that? Yeah, it was a good win by the Reds last night against the Rebels, but mm. um, I didn't see the match. I've got a bit of a confession to make, boys. So um, I, I did something, yeah, I did something um, with my wife that um, we don't do that often. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if I... So, <laughs> okay. We actually, so we actually, we you are on radio Where at the moment. Yeah, the microphone's working. No, no, we actually went to the Bolshoi Ballet oh, last night. Wow. So. So we denied ourselves going. I said to my wife, do you want to go to the Reds and the Rebels? She said, no, no, we're going to go to the ballet. So I couldn't watch the Lions game either. So I've, I've got up early this morning and watched the highlights, so, boys. So well, it was you, Russian. You, it was sort of Reds. Yeah, then, yeah so know. it was quite, kind of there. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're, well, you're well rested then, obviously. <laughs> I, I think, I was, I think I was, Katrina and I were the only people under 50 there, but no, it was a great night. So. Are you under 50? Oh, well, see, I'm over 50, so I find that yeah. very insulting. Uh, <laughs> what, what was the, the Bolshoi like? Yeah, it was very good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Exclusive here in Brisbane. So uh, they've come, I think, to the last... 20 years since they've been to wow. Australia so no it was very good so imagine, that was my imagine, cultural experience no, imagine talk- that Ima- imagine like uh, like you've got an atlas and yeah. you think where we go where where, where we make this show exclusive <laughs> let's go to Brisbane let's go to Bris Vegas <laughs> Bris Vegas that's <laughs> uh, so relatable too uh, a lot of our Triple N listeners well, they go to the ballet regularly yes, yes. Uh, no. <laughs> one triple three five three if you were at the ballet last night uh, no calls. Uh, <laughs> if you were at the ballet, how loud was Tim mm. snoring? Yeah, those other Reds. Those are, the other Reds uh, <laughs> beat the Rebels 33-20. Was that, was that the plot line? The Rebels beat the Rebels? I think that is part of the Bolshoi, isn't it? Oh, I think it is. Uh, the uh, Stormers, 19, beat the Southern Kings, 11. The Highlanders, 38, over the Blues, 28. Gee, those Blues fans. Second win for the oh, year for the Highlanders. Oh, how Ooh. bad a loss is that for the Blues? Mm. The Bulls over the Cheetahs, 30-25. to 25. The Lions... Now, um, Timmy, this is a good result, I think, historically for Berkey, and Berkey would tell us why. The Lions, 59, beat the Barbarians, 8. It was in Hong Kong. I think it was the hottest day in Hong Kong, certainly for you know mm. the year and for some time. Stinking hot day. That scoreline is, is good for you, Berkey. Why? Yeah, yeah Sergio Parise was the captain uh, of the uh, Barbarians last night, and mm-hmm. he actually takes the mantle now um, of having the worst defeat, I think it is. So it used From to be held whom? by myself <laughs> as captain against Wales. I, mean, I think we got beaten about 40-3, to 3, I think it was, or 40-5. to 5. Um, but last night, I wasn't cheering for that, but how hot was it at the same time? Owen Farrell tried to pass one. It just slipped out of his hands. It yeah. literally got nothing. Even the ball was sweating. Is that Even what you're the saying? ball was sweating. <laughs> exactly right. Sydney Uni, uh, just giving you this score because the I guess the importance for Randwick. They got beaten at that 38-25 Randwick, but uh, Kurtley Beale did have a run around in that game. wonder if Robbie Deans has seen that. Uh, a little bit later, in about 10, 15 minutes, we'll ca- catch up with the Wallabies coach. There's plenty ahead. This is a special version of the Ruck, and of course, we're doing it all thanks to Rebel, home of British and Irish Lions official supporter gear. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show.
This is Iraq, your Sunday morning rugby show. All thanks to Rebel Home of British and Irish Lions official supporter gear. We're going to get to that Lions win over the Barbarians, 59-8 to eight in a little while. Uh, we are going to speak to Robbie Deans very shortly as well, talk about how he's feeling ahead of the Lions' arrival. It must be very exciting for him. We talk about players and you know that how rarely they get the opportunity. Mm. For a coach as well, this must be a, a terrific time for him to actually get his hands on it and go, OK, I'm a, I'm, here I am against the Lions. I reckon it would be the, the pinnacle of their career as well at the same time. Um, you, know, you talk about every 12 years and, and the players that could miss out and the coaches that could miss out at the same time. And um, you know, what a great motivation to get the strategy right, to get the team yep. right and put everything together. And as you saw last night, I mean, they did them pretty easily, the, the, the barbarians in Hong Kong. But... Um, the self-imposed alcohol ban, I think, was a good thing. Well, maybe they should have got on the juice at the same time. <laughs> Anyhow, we'll talk about it a bit later on. Exactly. All right, well, let's go with the game where, uh, of course, Timmy was at the Bolshoi Ballet uh, while he was there. His beloved Reds were beating the Rebels 33-20. to 20. But, uh, Berkey, the Rebels, it, it was tight, wasn't it? And it was, it was one of those games, and we'll ask Robbie Deans about this, with Quade Cooper not having been selected in the original squad, but there are still six spaces, and all the things that, uh, I guess, go against him and go for him were mm. on display in the one game. Mm. The turnovers leading to tries and him scoring a try and him being creative, all there on display. It was indeed. I actually I actually chose the Rebels uh, last night or, or through the week, more for the fact that they had you know, great momentum going into this game. Yes, it was going to be an away game, but uh, I thought that what they had done, uh, Higginbotham was great. Yes, they get O'Connor back. Uh, I just thought they had this great momentum, Woodward playing well at the back. And the Reds obviously coming off a, a hard flight. I think it was 46 hours it took oh. them to get home from South Africa. Um, and two losses over there. So, But they do find... Gee, they uh, must have been disappointed when they had to stop off at Stonehenge. It took them 46 hours. That's right. The flight was cancelled, I think, from Joburg. So to sit, imagine sitting in the Joburg airport for... There's not much right of a lounge there, is it, at the same no, time? No. But no, right, that tone. It's not like the Qantas Club. They only give you peanuts over there. <laughs> that's all you get. But the, uh, you know, the game last night was... Um, they took a while to get into it. Um, yeah. And the Rebels were uh, you know, pretty dominant to start with. Yes, they got the two charged down tries, which were uh, fortuitous, if you called that. But the way they... They held their composure in the second half was probably the good thing. They finished off that try to Lucas down the right-hand side um, after they elected to obviously kick for touch to get that fourth bonus or the fourth try for the bonus point. So a great win for the Reds at the same time. And, and, and you're right, matchups around the park was obviously Cooper and O'Connor. Um, and, and you're right, you got the full gamut, if that's the word, of, of what you'd expect from that's Quade Cooper. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> so of, of what you saw, uh, Timmy? Yeah, I thought it was quite a, a good game for the Reds in the fact that um, they came back late in the game, but they were behind very early on, and yep. Scott Higginbotham playing the house down. It's a real issue for the Wallabies. It looks like he may have just subluxed yeah. his shoulder, and uh, but he looks like he may be okay for the first test match. He doesn't uh, scandal proof, hopefully today, that he may not need an operation and may just need a lot of physio the next three or four weeks. So um, Dr. Peter Myers looked at him um, after the game and said that he may be okay, so time will tell there. Um, yeah, certainly Quade Cooper was uh, a mixed bag of lollies for him last night. but And I think after those first two charge downs, people were going, oh, Robbie Deans, maybe you are right um, in not picking yeah. Quade in the 25. But uh, I think towards the end of the game, you know, Quade pick and drive. Um, first yes. time I've seen that for a long time <laughs> to score a try. Go together? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so I think it was, it was a good performance, not only because they've picked up the bonus points, so they've got five points out of the game, but a big loss to the Auckland Blues because they got beaten by the Highlanders. And the, the Blues had a couple of games in hand against the Reds, and they're only a couple of um, positions behind them on the table. What, yeah. I, what I did like about um, Cooper last night, and uh, a, a true professional in that position when he got the second charge down, uh, I think when Sidey scores, he went straight to the boot and started cleaning out the sprigs to saying, it wasn't me, I slipped yeah, on the yeah, ground. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that Blues loss, I mean, the Waratahs, if only they... I mean, we thought they probably season was over anyway, but they, the game against Crusaders, if they got that, they're still with a sniff, weren't mm. they, you know, given the results that had happened around them. Came yeah, they were. I was well, going to say, Timmy, a, you go. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just going to say that, uh, well, they were ahead in the game right through to about the 76th minute when Dan Carter kicked a 49-metre field goal, uh, a penalty goal, to put the Crusaders in front for the first time. And then, obviously, Beric Barnes had a chance to win the game right on full time. But the Waratahs should have won that match. That's the game that Michael Checker... They didn't kick a lot of ball away, which was a, a great game plan. And, and hopefully Michael Checker has got this team now, whilst they'll probably miss out on the top six, got this team where he wants to be, for, especially for next year. 
All right, then. Uh, look, there's plenty of other games we might get to. Uh, the, that Brumbies game, you were at, Timmy. Uh, we'll talk about that as well next. So we are going to chat with Robbie Dean, so, see how he has seen what's going on, his excitement levels ahead of the Lions too. They are coming, and the Ruck is going to be here for you. This is the Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show. This is the Ruck. It's your Sunday Rugby Show. Uh, it's a great pleasure now to welcome the Wallabies coach uh, to the show, Robbie Deans. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning. Mate, are you, we're very excited here. The, uh, the Lions are on the way. They're obviously knocked over the Barbarians in Hong Kong in the hottest day in the history of the world, 59-8. to 8. <laughs> But they're almost here. We've been talking for weeks about what the players feel about this. For you, can you not wait to get involved? Oh, yeah, we'll kick in this afternoon when we, we gather for the first time uh, to deal with rugby matters. And, yep, it was good to see the lines on the screen. And this week they hit the ground and uh, it begins for real. So, yeah, no, it's great. It's, it's exciting. What about uh, looking at that game last night, uh, Robbie? Can you take much out of it? I mean, it becomes a bit of a basketball game at the end of it, but interesting to see a couple of players take the field. Yeah, there's always things you can take out of it um, little cues and things that we pick up on but you're right the next time they hit the ground it'll be a very different game when they meet the force on Wednesday I'm picking the force will really look to take them apart limb by limb and that's what hopefully they'll get for, for the duration of their tour Robbie, Tim here what does the Wallaby team do so you gather this afternoon and then you're in camp virtually up until that um first test match in Brisbane? That's correct. Um, there's obviously uh, 25 gather today. Um, we've got a, a few replacements coming coming in uh, as a result of injuries last night. But we just, we commenced preparation. Obviously the boys are in recovery mode first and foremost because they've, they've played on the weekend. So you know, we'll have to manage their loads. But most importantly we gather and we start building some, some bonds and, and some momentum. Uh, Robbie, so in regards to the last six players that um, needs to be selected in about uh, eight days' time, what did you take out of the two games on the weekend in regards to, I suppose, or also the Waratahs game against the Crusaders, um, the, the Brumbies in Canberra on Friday night, and obviously the Reds and the Rebels last night at Suncorp Stadium, you, which uh, the game you attended? Yeah, well, you know, we observe everything, obviously. Um, the worst thing that came out last night was was some of the injuries, you know, and you know, including to blokes who who are probably more fringe, but just it just cues into our depth, uh, and that will influence our, our thinking in terms of um, who we involve from here. You know, to lose a bloke like uh, Hugh Pohl, for example, we're just really chewing into our our locking depth. Scotty Higginbotham. Um, really uh, eats into our, our loose forward depth so we'll settle on that, that mix at the end of the week and obviously there's still some more rugby to be played we've got the, the Brumbies against the Rebels and, and the, the Reds against the Lions and those two games will be key, key on both fronts first of all to see who's still upright at the end of them but uh, it's the last opportunity for anyone that's, that's not on the inside of the group right now to, to work their way into that Robbie, you've, uh, you've spoken before, obviously, about Quaid and the reasons he wasn't in the original group and the things that he needed to do if he was want, did want to get uh, one of those final six places. You talked about uh, you know, turnovers. You talked about where, you know, the, way, <coughs> the method of attack. <clears throat> Last night, I guess, he showed you both the reasons you didn't pick him and the reasons you could pick him. Oh, look, that's probably fair. I mean, you know, but that's, that's the case for any player in, in any given outing, to be fair. And it'll come down to to the balance of our mix. So until that final whistle's blown, and obviously you know the, the outing that's coming this weekend against the Lions is, a, is certainly a key game. Um, and it'll come down to our last conversation conversation after the last whistle. There's no doubt about that. It's it's not clear, um, and it's a it's a very dynamic uh, template. One Robbie, that kept me up very late last night. Yeah, Robbie, I was going to ask you about um, the process now with Kurtley Beale as well. He played off the bench for Randwick against Sydney Uni yesterday in Sydney. He was watched by uh, the Wallaby manager Rob Edgerton and also Bill Paul, the CEO of Australian Rugby Union. Um, you'll obviously get some feedback from Kurtley's performance, but how do you manage Kurtley going forward now? And does he come into any reckoning in the next three or four weeks within your squad? I. 
certainly Ramwick have a bye this weekend, so there won't be an opportunity for him to play. Um, but he will work with Terry Condon in particular, who's our, our return to play specialist, um, who came on board this year and has done some, some great work. And you saw some of the evidence of that last time he returned to the ground. So he will work with him. He's not. He won't be uh, in the squad, so to speak. He won't be uh, you know, living in with us with the 25, but he will work with some of our staff. Robbie, uh, coming up. Lions take on the force Wednesday night. Uh, are you a spectator at those games, or do you sort of uh, have a little word to Michael Foley and the, and the rest of the state coaches to say, hey, uh, can you work on you know A, B, or C to just to test these guys? Um, we'll we will talk with them. Um, we we won't. You know, it's a bit like Super Rugby, really. We won't uh, prescribe or or seek to intervene in any way in terms of the way they approach their work. But we will take an interest in. And what they do and how effective it is, without a doubt. Um, and, and every franchise will will bring an approach that they believe suits their strengths and, and works best for them. And, and those um, different approaches will be great for us to gain an insight into, into how the Lions respond in each instance. Robbie, now in terms of getting the group together and, uh, and forming the relationships, most of them are already there, but I guess that team dynamic. I know that the uh, New South Wales State of Origin side, for example, last night went off to see Hangover Part 3, whereas uh, Timmy Horan went to see the Bolshoi Ballet in Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> where, where do you reckon your mob will be going? What sort of, uh, what's happening to get the group together? Uh, somewhere in between, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey, mate, just quickly, you've talked about injuries before. What's, have you heard anything about uh, Sidaleki Tamani? Uh, obviously, he was injured the other day. Is, there, is he getting scans today? What's the latest with him? Uh, today or tomorrow, yeah, we'll know in the next 48 hours, both Sidaleki and Scott Higginbotham. Scott dislocated his shoulder, as did Hugh Pyle. Um, Scott's shoulder went back in. Uh, naturally, prior to any intervention being required. But the critical thing now is he'll get a scan to find out the extent of any peripheral damage, ligament, etc. And that, that's the, the key issue now in terms of stability. If, he, if he's reasonably stable, he may be able to let it settle and, uh, and then get back into work. But that, that'll be the defining moment. Uh, well, Robbie, on behalf of everyone here at the Ruck, and I'm sure plenty of uh, Wallaby supporters as well, we wish you all the best for uh, the tour, and uh, I'm sure that everyone's behind you and the team, and uh, hopefully we can come away with a, uh, a three-test match uh, win, and we'll sure we'll talk to you throughout the next five weeks. Thanks very much, Tim. Uh, Robbie, just a quick one before you go, mate. Um, yep. Tickets sold out in 15 minutes. You got any contacts over there for some spare <laughs> tickets at all, mate? <laughs> <laughs> just have a few cousins mate, coming over from New Zealand, Robbie, wouldn't you? <laughs> Land at your entrance, you'll find a way through. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Deans, thanks so much for being part of the show. This is The Ruck on Triple M. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. We were just speaking to Wallaby's coach, Robbie Deans, uh, and a phrase kind of slipped past mm. the three of us until after he he disappeared. We're talking, was it Curtly Beal, Timmy? What was the uh, the staff member he, he mentioned? Yeah, he mentioned that Curtly Beal is working to the return-to-play staff member. So Return-to-play um, specialist. Specialist. So that means, obviously, he's probably crossed between a physio, a doctor, and a fitness trainer, more of a fitness trainer. But uh, I think it's a great idea from Robbie Deans to have that outside of the squad to bring them back. But... No wonder they've got sort of 25 staff with yeah. the Wallabies at the moment. I, did, I didn't realise Anthony Robbins got a gig over yeah. here as well. <laughs> Fantastic. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> when you were playing Burke, do you remember having a return-to-play specialist? Return-to-play specialist. I think we had a, re- a return-to-the-pub specialist. That was your first step. We couldn't believe when the dietician come in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, he was talking about uh, the excitement that he felt, obviously, playing the Lions. I'm just wondering, it's, it is every 12 years. For players, it's, uh, it, it's, it's immense. I want to get from you, Timmy... Uh, uh, and Berkey, maybe your favourite Lions moment. But out there, one triple three five three. did you 12 years ago, were one of the people who turned up and watched the Lions? Do you yourself have a favourite memory of the uh, of a Lions tour or a Lions game or anything uh, with the Wallabies playing the Lions? Give us a call. Love to hear from you. one triple three five three. This is The Ruck on Triple M. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck. Thanks to Rebel, home of British and Irish Lions official supporter gear. And uh, thanks to Matthew Burke for the first of our... We, we are going for two hours, so he's got the supplies. Uh, some kind of blueberry muffin, was that what it, it was? It was. Uh, Timmy, I, I showed Timmy through 
mm. our little system we have here. Yeah, he's he picked it straight away. Yeah, he did. He's very, very clever. Uh, all right, we are talking about those uh, lines and some of the great moments that you've enjoyed. I'm going to give you, Timmy and uh, Berkey, what you believe to be your great uh, lines moments. But Paul from Coogee uh, in Sydney is called one triple three five three. Good day, mate. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? We're very well, well thank you. What uh, have you got a moment for us? I do actually. It's from the 2001 tour, and it and uh, I think one of the great turning points of that tour was when Australia A took on the Lions at uh, Gosford mm. and uh, gave them not only a sound thumping uh, physically, but actually beat them. And it was the only tour match that the Lions lost. Yeah. Uh, celebrated that one well into the evening with my brother at Central Coast League. Oh, good and boy. As we crawled out at about 3am, the taxi queue was enormous. Did you get and, one? Uh, I happened to strike a bit of a resemblance to yourself, Berkey, oh. and uh, as as we walked out, my brother and I walked out of the club, uh, the guy at the front of the queue looked at us and said, oh, it's Matt Burke. Here, Berkey, take our take cat. That. And I just put my hand in the air, grabbed the back seat and went for it with my brother. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Super genius. play. Hope he paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in most walks of life, really, that's not going to help you at all looking like Berkey. But in that no. instant, that's very good. All right, Paul, thank you so much. I love that, Berkey. Uh, you've been very helpful to that gentleman. I what about been. yourself then? Uh, have you got a, a, a moment of Lions magic? Um, we won. So <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> that helps. No, I think, the, I think for us, the, the third test, going to that third test, um, for me, it was my 50th cap. Uh, there was a, just a great occasion about the whole thing. Massive crowd out there at Homebush. And then at the same time, the last minute, so 29-23, we were leading. Uh, they, we gave away a penalty. Wilkinson kicks it to about six metres out, the line out. And you just read the script, um, drive it over, score the try. Wilkinson kicks the goal. We lose 30-29. We lose the series. And then Justin Harrison stole that ball, which was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but the chat about that was he wasn't supposed to go up. He wasn't supposed to defend at number two in the line out. And he basically told Michael Foley in his first test match, get me up, I'm, I'm going to get this ball, I'm going to steal it. It's going to go to Martin Johnson for sure. But then it was the mad minute after that, like literally the last minute. And the, if, you, if you watch it, and it was, I think it was on the last couple of nights, if you watch it, uh, only because I had the kids watching oh, it myself. You've been sitting up watching yourself. <laughs> recorded it. Yeah, I recorded it, exactly right. Mm. Um, kids, come in here, come in here, watch Dad. <laughs> watch Dad, there he is. No, but the last minute, the frantic efforts to stop the ball and get the ball dead and, and Andrew Walker finishes up with it runs it over the sideline yeah. was just unbelievable oh, sensational Timmy uh, well, I think I was lucky enough to sit on the bench uh, for the Lions 24 years ago so it was um, 1989 and I was really? just turned 19 so I, I hadn't played for Queensland and I was selected on the bench and didn't make uh, my test debut until later in the year because um, you had to wait till someone was carried off the field or stretched off with yeah. a broken leg to be replaced it just about could um, have been in that, in that tour though yeah, it was, a, it was a massive tour, and we won the first test match in Sydney. Um, then the second test at Ballymore, 1989, it was called the Battle of Ballymore. Uh, I remember the halfback, Robert Jones, belting Nick Farr-Jones, his opposition halfback, and it just erupted right throughout the whole match. And that's when the Lions became, OK, we're not going to step back. And they won the second test match uh, at Ballymore and then proceeded to win the third test match in Sydney when David Campisi threw a, uh, a pretty ordinary pass yeah. to our own Greg Martin. Well, exactly. And that man, Greg Martin, Mardo, uh, you know him as. We'll hear from him in the next hour with his memorable moment as well. Uh, plenty to come on The Ruck on Triple M, all for Rebel, home of British and Irish Lions official supporter gear. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure this is the ruck. What I can confirm also is that we spoke to Robbie Deans earlier and we've got the new position that's within the Wallabies and the uh, title is Return to Play Specialist. And having said that, uh, Ryan Girdler, uh, Triple M listeners know very well from the offload, uh, he texts, I have just been called into Origin Camp as the Path of Least Resistance Coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> Wish me luck. <laughs> well done, Gerds. A few people have been called, though, into this squad. Berkey, what's gone on with injuries and so on? Well, the injuries uh, to Tamani, Higginbotham and Wani has now been uh, replaced by in that squad by Phipps, Douglas and McCalman. So Nick Phipps, Kane Douglas and Ben McCalman. Ben McCalman. So uh, interesting call there, Timmy, with Phipps coming into the, uh, into the role of covering that second halfback spot. 
Yeah, and Robbie Deans likes to um, select players that he has has been in the squad previous and, and that he knows. But uh, Nick White's been the outstanding halfback for mine for Super Rugby this year, um, mm. along with Will Genia as well. But uh, Will Genia, the only halfback there until now, they've just brought in Nick Phipps from the Melbourne Rebels. So he's been playing some, some good rugby this year, but uh, Nick White's been outstanding oh. for the Brumbies. So I really hope that that will mean if um, Nick Phipps uh, is in that side, two halfbacks there, only six players left now to add to that squad uh, in about eight days' time. So does that leave Nick White out of that six, or do they have three halfbacks sitting there? I don't know. That's a good question. We're going to talk about that Brummies game uh, in a minute. This, of course, is The Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. Still an hour, just over an hour to go. In the next hour, uh, Greg Martin-Mato will join us uh, with some of his memories from the Lions tour. Uh, they are very, very good, as always. Uh, we look forward to speaking to him. We've got the front row of our ultimate Wallaby side. Uh, have you done a lot of work there, looking at who's going to be in the front row? Mm, push. <laughs> just, just looking for stout blokes who can push something. <laughs> we'll get you that front row, the ultimate Wallaby side we are selecting over the next few weeks. Uh, and Burke has also got some commentator etiquette for mm. you, uh, which should be sensational. And if you are arriving as a Lions supporter... Tim Horan has some brilliant advice of the places you can't miss in this great country of ours. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. There's so much to to get to. Uh, Tim Horan, Matthew Burke and Tony Squires with you. We will speak with Mardo very shortly. Uh, As we said, we are picking the ultimate Wallabies and we're at the front row. That happens a little little later. Uh, Pathetic sports injuries. Got a beauty for you. Hope uh, you can help out with that as well. Right now, though, you're about to uh, join the call team on Channel 10, aren't you, Berkey? Yeah, indeed. So you've got a little bit of knowledge about, uh, is it the etiquette of when you're calling a Correct. game of football? Correct. A long, long time ago, I did some stuff when I hurt my shoulder, and they mm-hmm. basically said, remember, the microphone's always on, which yes. has been quite pertinent of, of late. Yes, indeed. Mike's live. Mm-hmm. Mike's live, and, and sort of, you know, don't scratch where you shouldn't be scratching, that kind of stuff at the same time. Well, when the, when the camera's on. Just you, in you case, mean. exactly right. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I've got to take notes. I've got to, I've got to be as... as Professional as possible. If that's been the watching word. Timmy a lot, haven't you? Been watching Timmy. I've been mm-hmm. listening to his chat. Just yeah. outstanding. His ability to look at the camera, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's it's spot on. And then ability last... to look at the camera. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a look. It's a Third skill. Person, yeah. Yeah. Third person. Exactly right. And then I, I thought last night this is what not to do: the Uh-oh. barbarians versus the lions up yes. in Hong Kong. Just check out this little piece of audio. But it's still looking pretty comfortable for the lions. Look at that. Forty-two points to eight in fifteen minutes. To add to that. <laughs> I think, I think it was lunch or something came up then. Wow. But that was obviously like a guest barbarian commentator. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, that's fantastic. It's all, about, it's all about timing, and he's obviously trying to sneak a, a drink of a Coke or something at the same time. So it was the co-commentator, not the man's... I think it was who, the co-commentator. He was just <laughs> knocking back the Coke and knocking out it back. came. Beautiful. Uh, plenty, <laughs> plenty to come right here on The Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. On the Ruck, your Sunday rugby show, all thanks to Rebel, home of British and Irish Lions, official supporter gear. Just to give you some scores, uh, the Reds 33 beat the Rebels 20. Stormers over the Southern Kings 19-11. to 11. The Highlanders 38 beat the Blues 28. The Bulls uh, 30 over the Cheetahs 25. The Lions 59 beat the Barbarians 8 in a very steamy Hong Kong. <laughs> on the way, of course, they uh, playing the Western Force during on Wednesday evening. That's State of Origin night, isn't it? Because uh, I I heard David Smith from the NRL saying, because up against that, they're thinking yeah. of maybe moving Origin yes. uh, to Thursday or Tuesday. It's going to take a lot of viewers away from State of Origin, unfortunately, for the NRL and Channel 9 as well. So Correct. very disappointed that the Lions are playing on the same night. Sydney Uni 38 beat Randwick 25. We only threw that score at you because, uh, obviously, Kirtley Beale did make a comeback for Randwick. And we spoke to Robbie Deans earlier in the show about what effect that would have. He won't be drawn into the, the squad proper at the moment, but certainly they're keeping an eye on him, uh, which is a good mm. thing. All right, we talked about a couple of those games. Just quickly, you were at the Brumbies game. They are the team at the, at the top. Last year, we all know, they fell at the last hurdle. Such a sad thing for a team that had performed really well all during the season. They now take their Wallabies away from that, that team uh, for a couple of their last two matches, but they you think they're across the line, Timmy. They played well again, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They played well against the Hurricanes on Friday night in Canberra, but uh, Jake White, I don't think he'd be too impressed with uh, their performance whilst they won the game. Uh, Christian Lili Afano was outstanding, yeah, 20 points. Great? 
Uh, Nick White, I thought, was sensational at halfback. I, I really hope he gets this third halfback spot now that Nick Phipps has been drawn into the Wallaby team. Some uh, of his did, kicks, Timmy, for touch yeah. from close to the touchline were amazing. The what the, the distance he got uh, at, yeah. from such a you know, small angle just and phenomenal. Really, yeah, but also I was really impressed to see Matt Tamua, uh, the second forty minutes that he played. He really took the ball of the line. But I just cannot see. And the Brumbies, the most important thing for them is to try and finish one and two on the ladder so they can then get a home final yep. because at the moment I just can't see them winning the competition or giving the competition a real shake if they play that sort of rugby that they've played the last couple of weeks I hope they're going to come good Jesse Mogg was a bit off as well so but mate they've been the form team of, of, of Australian franchises so Berkey what, what, what have you made of them? I was going to say you, you can be off and still win with, you know, with uh, that amount of tries I think that's a, you know, it's such a great uh, attribute for the for the team, you know. Jake White's got these blokes, blokes going incredibly well. Obviously, there's going to be a disruption with the players that are going to leave in the next couple of weeks. But you know, they um, I just like the way they're playing. You mentioned Christian Liliafana. That well, that really that nine, ten, twelve. We've spoken about those guys for so long, and hence, well, was one selection in the Wallabies. I would have thought, if not the six extra spots, would have been a Nick White and also a Matt Tamura to to cover those spots as well. Yeah, it could be. It's going to be interesting too because Henry Spate who will be eligible for the Wallabies at the end of season tour. So that'll be uh, a great um, forever who is Wallaby coach at the time to have Henry Spate on the tour at the end of the year. What do you think about You mentioned there the importance of finishing in the top one or two. Now, these Wallaby players, they disappear. Uh, they're you know, not in cotton wool. They're obviously, it's, it's crucial for them and for Robbie Deans to get them uh, away and start thinking about this Lions tour. But if you're a fan of the Brumbies, I'm just thinking, equating it to, uh, say, an NRL I can't imagine any fan of an NRL club being happy if their players are taken out of that environment if it's potentially going to cost them a premiership. They would weigh up a premiership perhaps higher than the Kangaroos mm. playing in an international game. It's so different, isn't it, for, for a Wallaby squad? Yeah, it is. And I think playing for your country is the ultimate. And that's, you know, in rugby league it's different because playing state of origin, so playing for your state is the ultimate. Yep. Uh, then probably playing for your club and winning the premiership and then playing for the Kangaroos is the next best thing. So uh, whereas the Wallabies, and I can understand what um, Robbie Deans and the selectors are doing. I, I think it's a good call. It only happens every 12 years, the British and Irish lines, to put these players, the 25 of them, in cotton wool and then you're going to add six in a week's time put them in cotton wool for a few weeks because injuries, if we have too many injuries, we don't have the depth that the Springboks have or the New Zealand teams have. So we've got about, you look at what's happened to um, Higginbotham last night. Yep. So that's going to really you know, test our depth. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I guess that's the thing, given there were a lot of injuries you know, yesterday and over this weekend, that Robert Deans will be very happy to get those boys off the field. And countering that, though, is, I guess, lack, lack of match uh, yeah, play. exactly right. Um, you, know, I mean, you can train as hard as you want to, but it's just not the same as playing a game. You don't get the same intensity. But on the converse side of things, we are so much better off this year than we were last year in return in regards to selection because you know, last year they were, they were pulling blokes out of club footy to, to play for your country. Very true. All right. Uh, well, one bloke who has played, has pulled on that Wallabies gold jersey, he is Greg Martin. We call him Marto. He joins us next on The Ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Uh, this is The Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show all for Rebel, home of British and Irish Lions official supporter gear, and it's a great pleasure to welcome to the show the one, the only, Greg Martin. Marto, good morning. No, I don't. Hey, mate, uh, look, thanks for doing this. Obviously, the Lions are about to arrive. They've just been uh, thrashing the Barbarians in the hottest day in Hong Kong in the history of, <laughs> history of temperature. Does it give you a warm, fuzzy feeling, uh, the thought that they'll arrive on our shores any minute? Oh, well, the hype's been unbelievable, especially the position uh, we work in, you know, knowing that we're going to cover all the games. So, mate, I am pretty pumped up, but uh, didn't see too much last night that scared me. That's good. <laughs> I think the good thing, Marto, is they're going to come about 10 kilos lighter to our shores after the game last night. Um, it, uh, it was interesting, though, the, I don't know if, if you caught a bit of it there. Owen Farrell got punched in his head, punched in the head by his own teammate. Um, That's good. Uh, Brits, uh, who plays for Saracen, um, he's going to be well. He's, he's a good player, but he could get a little bit flustered if he, he gets chosen that number ten role. Hey, uh, if he's their number ten, Berkey, I thought he was pretty sloppy last night. Yeah. Um, I reckon he threw three, maybe four passes that were pretty ordinary. Like he uh, he tries to throw a long pass that doesn't reach the target a few times. Maybe that's combos, mate. I know that some of these guys haven't played together, but. He uh, he didn't scare me too much. 
Marto, Tim here. What, what do you make of the Lions touring team? There's obviously no big names like there were 12 years ago when you had Martin Johnson and uh, Robinson on the wing. You had some uh, Keith Wood at hooker as well. But I, I believe it's a really strong team. But do you think that people, the supporters in Australia, are a bit blinded and a bit sheltered from how good the competition is over in Europe? Yeah, mate, I think for sure. Well, that's our job, Tim, over the next few weeks, to jam the names of the Lions and make them famous, I suppose. Jam it into everyone's psych. I reckon their forwards were the go last night. Like just the power, they seem to hit things, hit rucks a lot harder than any of our, our guys do. So, if anywhere, they're going to they're gonna give us trouble up front. But you're right, they're not enormous names. But then again, maybe they weren't when they got here last in 1989, or maybe they weren't in 2001 and we found out we forgot to watch these competitions because we don't watch them as much as we watch our own players so people will find out yeah these guys are worthy but uh, there doesn't seem to be an X-Factor player I sort of thought maybe that George North who came on for a while last night but there's no guy who looked like he was going to blow that game apart Mike Phillips a couple of dummies from halfback but do you reckon they had anyone like we've got guys who are able with the footwork to or Jason Robinson who they used to have they don't seem to have one player who can tear a game apart they've got the um the, you know, they could be massive centres, as in Tulangi and also um, uh, Jamie Roberts, who are just sort of straight up and down big boys. But you're right, mate. There's no even there's no Jason Robinson esque, so to speak. They, they've gone for the they've gone for massive size for this tour, haven't they? Across the backs as well. But you, you know the guys who play modern games. I don't reckon you can bludgeon your way to victories anymore because yeah. everyone can tackle so well. Marto, you mentioned a little while ago uh, passes that didn't quite hit the target, and that's where I want to take you right now. I want to take you to 1989. I want to take you to the Sydney Football Stadium. Uh, you're wearing a gold jersey. So is a man called David Campisi. Just listen to this for the 6,000th time. And now Campisi and Evans. Oh, this is terrible stuff. It's a try. David Campisi had to dot that ball down. He was out on his own. He started the run. Greg Martin went in support without really wanting the ball, lost it ahead, and uh, the uh, unthinkable has happened. The unthinkable has happened. <laughs> Indeed it has. Uh, Marto, that moment, obviously, you must have, at a million sports lunches, uh, you must have been confronted with the story. Uh, it was, you were playing the Lions, and Campo did throw the ball. It certainly did. I may have touched it with the end of my middle finger, but I couldn't hang on to it. Mate, he'd throw on three dummies and then decide to unleash it. So, oh, it's something I it only gets brought up every 12 years. It's fabulous. Oh, oh, so, you know think... what? Somebody rang one of the uh, journos, uh, Ian Payton, rang yep. me last year and sent me footage. He said, have you ever seen it? I'd never seen it. This is one year out. He said, "This is I'm writing an article one year out from the Lions tour. He sent it, and he said, what do you think? I said, you know what? I don't know whether that bloke scored the try. So it had never been analysed before TMOs. If there would have been a TMO, they would have had a real long, hard think. It was almost a dead heat can we have a, around a, and slapping the ball. Can we so have a retrospective, a retrospective TMO? Take it, Take off, it him. off him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, it was Yay and Evans, wasn't it? Yay and Evans scored the try. And I think Campo, you know, as you said, Marlo, did two or three dummies. But I looked at the vision as well, and I saw your mouth move saying, yes. Yes. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Helmet Horan. <laughs> no more lying. Do you, do you know what, Marto? Um, have it, watching that, I was only a, uh, I think I was at the end of school then, watching that and then having played with Campisi for so many years, mate, you inspired me to keep my hands up the whole time for <laughs> Campisi. Mate, he could throw the most rotten pass to you and then you just got to play catch up. Oh, doesn't Tim know that? Well, that's the thing. Someone said, well, he did that in 89, and then he turned around in 91 and threw that one over his left shoulder to Tim, the blind uh, the blind pass that yep. Tim scooted around, scored that try in the semi-final of the World Cup. So, mate, that's what you get. He's, he's our uh, he's our latter-day uh, Quade Cooper. Quade does the same thing. You get diamonds, and sometimes you get dirt. Yeah, yeah the great thing about David Campisi, though, you, you know, I was always ready for Campo to pass the ball when yep. someone was about to tackle him a metre away. Because he just throw the ball away when he's about to get tackled. So you always were ready. Sure did. He wasn't a big fan of contact, was he? Do you, do you want to just go on to Capo stories now? I've got, I've got plenty. This is good. I've got plenty. Oh, I'm just sitting here. I wouldn't mind pouring a glass of wine already. It's so good. It's like I'm at a sportsman's lunch already. It's so good. Hey, uh, that moment, take that moment aside, uh, playing in that Wallabies jersey against the Lions. As we said, it happens every 12 years. Was it running on there a great moment for you, though? Tony, that was 89. The Lions hadn't played the Wallabies since 66. It didn't oh. used to happen every 12 years. So I had no idea who the bloody Lions were, but I realised if you throw all four countries together, you're going to be pretty good. The big thing that surprised me, 
um, was how violent they were. There was five coppers in that Ford pack, four or five coppers, and they were the most violent. Yeah, <laughs> coppers always know pressure points and know where to punch you properly. Yeah. And, that sort and the of fact thing. they had batons as well. Truncheons. <laughs> <laughs> right. They were filthy. I, Bergie, I don't know, 2001, they weren't too bad, were they, in terms of the filth? Do you know what? I, I, you know, having watched the game since, and there was physical, but not like it was, as Timmy said earlier in the program, uh, you know, the Battle of Ballymore. It was just a an incredibly physical game, blood going everywhere, and just stay on and play. It was it was quite incredible to watch. Yeah, I've seen them running around. Actually, yesterday Fox was playing some some from 89, some from 2001. There's been some funny old stuff going around, but, mate, these people should have been locked up for some of the offences they committed back then. <laughs> Quick one, mate. Um, what about, you know, the British and Irish Lions? It's, it's so iconic, as we know about. It's got another Kiwi coach. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for them? Well, they seem to like it, mate. They admire everything New Zealand in terms of rugby. So, you know, they've got a Kiwi on their wing. Quay Cooper's cousin's on their wing. That's Sean Malan. Mm. They do appreciate what he's done. And he's been successful over there. We'll see whether he gets the best out of them. Yeah, yeah, can I, can I, I don't know whether you guys have talked about this already this morning. You know, in terms of the supporters, how many people are going to pop up in a red jersey? Yeah. You know, not all of them are coming from overseas. A lot of them are your mates from down the road who you didn't even realise were uh, English in their background. Yes, that's Keep right. Keep an eye on those bastards. They're the ones to worry about. They'll sneak out of the woodwork. They're living amongst us. They've been disguising their accent for many years. Yeah. They go, oh, didn't you know I was, my mother was Scott, Scottish? No. Why, yeah, you bought them a ticket to the test and they front up in a Lions jersey yeah. to sit next to you. Exactly. The only way you can pick them, the only people in the street still watching Neighbours. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> nice to talk to you, Marto. Thanks, Thanks for being part boys. of the show. There he goes, Greg Martin. This is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Uh, all right, the, just some scores. The Crusaders 23 beat the Waratahs 22. The Brumbies 30 over the Hurricanes 23. The Highlanders 38 beat the Blues 28. The Reds 33 beat the Rebels 20. The uh, Bulls 30 over the Cheetahs 25. Uh, the Lions 59 beat the Barbarians 8 in Hong Kong. Uh, before we move forward, gentlemen, I'm look, my job basically is to get uh, advice and knowledge from the two of you. Sports injuries. Stupid sports injuries. Is it possible? Uh, it's possible because it's happened to me. I, I, I've come to work with a sports injury. I pulled a muscle. Uh, but it happened while Stru- I was asleep. Oh, no. oh, wow. <laughs> Can this going? happen? I went to bed completely physically fit. Uh, I've woken up and could not walk. Uh, groin injury. It's just, you know, very above board tickety-boo groin injury. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I pull a muscle in my groin you while I'm asleep. Is, Did you have any is, of the kids, kids in bed with you? You know how they jump into bed? Yes, and... yes. That, that, oh, that's, okay. Yeah, so I don't know why. But, you know, what you think I was trying to kick them out? Um, yes, maybe, that's what, <laughs> maybe that's what What about what your happened. dog? Did your dog didn't jump in as well? Uh, look, he's around and about in the house. So he sleeps wherever he wants. George exactly. Costanza did do a hamstring. Remember, remember the, the sheets right. were tucked in too tight and he tried to kick them out? Right. It can be done. He was awake, though. <laughs> I was sound asleep. I've got no idea how this happened. Have you ever encountered stupid sports injuries, whether they be on the field or, or preferably off it, Timmy? Well, um, the Queensland Reds player, Bo Robinson, mm-hmm. um, in off-season, he yeah. tripped over his blue cattle dog <laughs> back at his parents' place. <laughs> and he was out for about eight weeks. So... <laughs> <laughs> those are the injuries. Those are the injuries that you got to try and um, camouflage until you get back to training. Then yes. pretend you do your ankle at training. Exactly. So it looks right. like it's real rugby injury. <laughs> Marty, Marty Roebuck uh, broke his ankle washing the car. If you, if you remember back in the day, he uh, fell off the edge of his driveway and <laughs> broke his ankle. Yeah, Marty, he was built like a pretzel, though. Unfortunately, it's so, a lesson there. Washing your um, car. But you talk, you talk about you know, mysterious injuries and the rest of it. Do you remember going back a little, twelve years ago? Now Wilkinson mm-hmm. in the second Test match got stretched it off because they thought he broke his leg and then miraculously right. he played the next week like the well next week the next stretch week. it that is sensational I've seen guys go off in a Medicab and then come back on the same game <laughs> same game yeah that's embarrassing you just can't do that you've got to walk off this is The Ruck it's your Sunday Rugby Show this is The Ruck the Sunday Rugby Show The Wallabies The Rucks Australia Ultimate Wallabies what an awesome responsibility that Tim Horan and Matthew Burke have I know there is uh, there's a selection going on outside of the ruck for the greatest, you know, basically the mm. equivalent of the immortals. Mm. Uh, you, Tim Horan and Matt Burke, uh, have been charged with the honour of selecting the ultimate wall- wallaby side. So we thought we'd start uh, in at the engine room. Is that what we're going to call it? So this is through the next five or six weeks Correct. through the wall of lines around here. That's we'll, right. We'll while we're doing the ultimate. Wallaby team. While we're doing the two-hour shows, we thought yeah. we'd throw in the ultimate Wallaby team. I don't know at the end of it whether we all 
go into camp. Uh, I think I we know. should do. Yeah, yeah, don't you think? Yeah. So you boys, you know, you could be pick coach. the right people. Just take yeah. away from work. Yeah, straight to the Hangover Three, like the the Blues <laughs> did yesterday, <laughs> and then to a ribbon steak joint. Uh, so we, let's start at. Now uh, I know that Berkey, you've been taking this uh, very seriously. You've done research for days, massive. Yeah, and because for you, a man who stood around like Timmy Horan and backs, mm. you probably never saw a front row. <laughs> did just, you? Just there, there's a call of squeeze. I remember used to go to training, and they used to say tight grips, squeeze, and I remember. Quizzing Kearnsy one day about it, he goes, mate, yeah, the tighter you get together, the better impact you have on the way through. Um, I still get mixed up between one and three, mm-hmm. um, as in tight head and loose head. Loose head, head yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, that, that won't diminish my capacity of choosing the best team. Oh. I've had a look at some old school players as well. Of course. Guys back in the, in the day. John Thornett, Peter Johnston, Nick Shahady. Ah, Sir uh, Nicholas. Sir Nicholas. Outstanding, outstanding yeah. players. Um, yeah. If you were to go saw more modern day, you could mm-hmm. throw out names like uh, yeah, Tony Daly, Ewan McKenzie, uh, Lawton, Kearns, Bladesy, Topo Rodriguez, for example. Oh, biggest hands in the business. Biggest hands. And mm. the reason why I'm picking Topo Rodriguez, he's actually written a book about it. It's called The Art of Scrummaging, and that's why he's got my first selection for be- be- prop. Because he's the only, well, pro- only, he's the prop, only prop who's written a book, book <laughs> about the art of scrummaging. He's the only prop who's written one, but no one's read it yet. No, no. have read it yet. I, I see Topo at rugby lunches quite regularly. Mm. He's a terrific person to have in the audience. Good lad. Very and, uh, and he'll teach you the, the intricacies of packing down at the same time so with, with his suit on. Yeah, right. So, uh, but you look, in, look me in the eye. Do you know whether he's wearing number one or number three? I hear things number one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Topo is, in your, is your first. And right. then I've gone uh, a guy whom... Uh, I played with and, and was captain as well of, of the team, Phil Kearns. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was, he unfortunately had that bad Achilles injury for a while, and when yep. he was out, when he was on, he was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, he is our, uh, is the hooker for me, and then also Andrew Blades, uh, who was just rock solid, lock it down. Thanks for coming. Okay, I wonder if we thought this through because now you've selected three. If Timmy selects three different players completely. We haven't actually picked the ultimate front row. Well, that's where you come in. You're, you're oh, the really? Yeah, you're exactly right. Okay. Berg has just given us 26 players to choose from. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and you did no research, Tim. Yeah. Timmy, what do you think? Well, I've, I won't go through all the players, but yeah, Nick Shahady is a, a fantastic player, apparently sort of back a, a long, long time ago. But I'm going to go with some modern players. So yep. uh, one player, Ewan McKenzie, obviously Queensland coach um, at the moment, the Reds. Uh, he was outstanding in those early 90s when um, we had Ewan McKenzie, Tony Daly, Phil Kearns in that front row were rock solid. So oh, I'd be going Ewan McKenzie. Um, yep. Tommy Lawton I'd be putting as my hooker. Uh, he was a, a wonderful player and a, a player that um, I went away on a couple of early tours when I was a young fellow with Tommy Lawton was one of my roommates and the way he played for the Queensland team but also the Wallabies and, and watching that pushover try in the 84 Grand Slam against Wales at Carter Farms Park was a, a pivotal moment in Australian rugby and my other prop um, Berkey I'm going to go with Dan Crowley who <gasps> uh, the ex uh, undercover policeman who played plenty of games for the Reds and for the Wallabies and was an enforcer in that team for, for many many years and remember one time at half time in, in a Queensland Reds game John Conley came across to me as a young fellow and said Tim we need to play downfield and you need to sort of kick ahead and get, get further down the field and Krauss walked over and said Tim don't kick ahead just kick any head look Uncle Timmy kids doesn't mean you should go out and do that Did, no, is, is no. Dan Crawley the man with four and a half toes four and a half toes uh, Krauss uh, there's a guy called Tommy Bowman who was nicknamed Disaster and uh, if you stood around him you would get hurt and he came off the top of the line out one time as he got lifted and he landed on Krause's toe, his pinky, his toe. Mm-hmm. And uh, for weeks and weeks and weeks, uh, Krause just couldn't play. He couldn't, he couldn't bear the pain of having to scrummage. So, really? off to the doctor. See you later. Well, they could have transplanted some of his ear from his cauliflower ear down to the toe. <laughs> just for a bit it of would stability. Have, it would have worked out perfectly. All right, what we're going to have to do is, uh, in a break, we will come up with the definitive uh, three from that group and we'll let you know who the ultimate front row in the Wallabies is right here on The Ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Gee, they're coming thick and fast. Who is that bloke? I don't know. Can I sue? I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of disparaging. Def- defamation? Um, defamation of character. Slander? Well, I think, because let's face it, you you're, the, you're, the one, I do. you're the one who's been making the coffee and bringing the muffins and crumpets. And crumpets. Yeah, you really We haven't have. played a long enough song yet to get the crumpets going. Well, exactly. We're going to put uh, all of Hot August Night on, just to do you know, four sides. <laughs> 
Uh, probably not doing Neil Diamond. Uh, all right, we've been picking the ultimate, the Rucks ultimate Wallaby side. You can, of course. We'd love to hear what you think about it and let us know what you think should be, who should be in the Rucks ultimate Wallaby side. Go to our Facebook page, Facebook uh, slash The Ruck, and contribute. Always happy to use your information. All right, though, we have selected our front row. It is uh, Andrew Blades. Tommy Lawton, yes, a round of applause, and Dan Crowley are the first three members of the side. I'm just hearing some amazing stories about Dan Crowley, though. You said he was mm. actually an, an undercover policeman, Timmy. Yeah, he uh, was for about three or four years, if I can remember, in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, and uh, great stories that he, he was telling the, the team at the time. But he, he couldn't actually be, and the, the media knew about it, embargo, but they, had to, they weren't allowed to do any close-up shots on TV of Dan Crowley running with the ball or packing the scrum. Um, and then also the, the um, papers weren't allowed to take a close-up um, shot of him and put in the paper. So Because he was finishing game on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon in those days at Ballymore yeah. for the Reds. And then the Sunday night, he was back on the Gold Coast amongst um, people that were dealing, and he made some amazing arrests throughout, arrest throughout his career. So uh, That's amazing extraordinary. Story. Mm. And the fact that the media played along. I mean, these days, you, it's very difficult to get away with anything. You'd think they'd probably just jump straight in. And, and what about ref cam? You get close-up of people's yes. faces all the time. That's him. That's yeah. him. I was in the pub with him last night. <laughs> That's, That's the guy. We'll pick uh, more of that side next week. As I said, you can help us out by going to our Facebook page. This is The Ruck. It's your Sunday rugby show off a of Rebel. This is The Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show. Your Sunday Rugby Show. Thanks to Rebel Home of British and Irish Lions official supporter gear. Sadly, that's uh, just about where we leave you for this show. The two-hour show, it's flown by. I'm loving it. Uh, Timmy, the, the very, very top two hours ago, I don't know if anybody uh, who didn't uh, hear... He was at the, what was it, the Bolshoi Ballet last night? Bolshoi Ballet last mm-hmm. night, so I had to sort of, um, you know, let you guys know. I didn't get a chance to watch the Reds nah. beat the Rebels last night or the Lions game, but I have recorded them. I have seen mm. uh, the highlights, but, uh, yeah. yeah, a different sort of cultural experience we had last night in Brisbane. Yeah, what, that's what right. Was, what was your get-up, by the way? You, did you put the bowl fruit on? So it's been tights on? Uh, no, I had, a, I had a jacket on with the patches on the elbow. <laughs> did you? Right. Just to show. It was just, <laughs> just to show I wasn't an ex-leaguey. <laughs> <laughs> You're still rugby. <laughs> uh, okay, well, look, what I, I've got a little quiz for you, Timmy. I, I just want you to tell me uh, these terms, whether they are ballet terms or the names of um, rugby players, uh, European rugby players. Sure. Okay? All right, first one, uh, Adagio. Uh, it's a rugby player. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a ballet term. It means slowly. Uh, what about uh, Kaminati? Oh, that's that's what they say in the Harker, isn't yeah. it? In New Zealand. <laughs> no, well, that's a number eight for France. Yes, uh, yeah. Lafon. Yeah, that's a French uh, rugby player, isn't it? Yes, fullback. Yeah. Well done, yeah, Sauté. Yeah. Uh, that no, that is definitely a ballet term. Yes, it means or, or a cooking term. Yes. It... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, MasterChef is on this evening. and returns. That is a. It means jump. There you go, in ballet. Yeah. Well done, you. And while you're doing it, can you just tell us what we're looking for next week. Well, the British and Irish Lions, they leave Hong Kong this morning and they head across to Perth. So after the good performance against the Barbarians last night, they head to Perth. They play the Western Force on Wednesday night, um, the same time as the Origin on. So switch on to Fox Sports and you'll see that live yep. instead mm-hmm. of watching the Origin on uh, right. Wednesday night. So and that'll I think be good to moving see. the Origin, obviously, to another night. Yeah, they are, yes. And then, obviously, the Lions will jump on a plane on Thursday morning and head to Brisbane yep. and play the Queensland Reds on Saturday night at Suncorp Stadium. Nearly sold out that game at Suncorp Stadium next Saturday night. And then in Super Super Rugby. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Force will play the Tars uh, on Sunday, yep. and then the Brumbies will play the Rebels as well next weekend. Okay, it's a short turnaround for the Force if they do pick mm-hmm. their, their best uh, team for the, the Lions game. All right, there you go. Oh, we didn't get to Timmy. We'll start off next week with your get some advice for any of those Lions fans who are coming out here to support the Lions and their tour. Is the places that they should go to? Uh, in this beautiful country of ours. So just some tips. Well, there'll be, there'll be plenty of um, supporters coming out, like in uh, Berkey 12 years ago when mm. there were so many British and Irish Lions supporters that came out, also from Australia as well. There was a sea of red. We're going to yep. get rid of the sea of red. But they're, yeah, giving, they're one... giving out gold pith helmets uh, uh, for all Are fans. They? Yes. Yeah, that, so not like... scarves anymore? No, not scarves. It was modelled beautifully by uh, okay. Tarf, who the injured right. wallaby. Okay. He's uh, got the, you know, we're going lion hunting and they're gold, yeah. so it should look terrific. Well, maybe over in Perth, uh, maybe an option for the supporters whilst they go and watch the British and Irish Lions in Perth on <laughs> yes, Wednesday night. Yes. Maybe they can go and have a bit of a swim in uh, Cottesloe Beach and do have some shark diving with no cages out there. Maybe that's, that's a good option uh, for them. I see the line you're going down uh, now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or take a quick quick drive out to Ayers Rock or something. Like yeah, that. right. Yeah. Send them, yeah. yeah, let's take a couple of hours off you go. Uh, we'll look after.
Hamilton. They'll, yeah. be, they'll be great supporters. I'm sure they will. <laughs> thank you so much, Timmy. Thank you, Berkey. Thank you all. We'll be back next week. Get out and enjoy your footy. See you soon. This is The Rock, the Sunday Rugby Show.